Welcome to the Harley Rabbit. I'm Harley, your hostess for the evening. Can I take your coat? Thank you. Please follow me. Sit down, please. It's a little loud in here, isn't it? That's better. It's so fun to explore your kinks. You can learn so much about yourself. And that's why Slade and I built this place. It's kind of like a virtual secret cinema where you get to experience all kinds of BDSM fantasies, all from the privacy of your own headphones. So let's talk about you. What fantasies would you like to experience here? Many of our members don't know what they like yet, and they use our fantasies to learn about what works for them. Other members come here to experience something they probably wouldn't want to happen in real life, like an abduction fantasy, for example. If I have piqued your curiosity, then please pay us a visit. You can listen to some of our fantasies for free, or you can use the code INTUIT at the checkout and get 25% off any paid fantasy of your choice. Find us at harleyrabbit.com and let's see where the rabbit hole takes you. Turns out I'm into it. Into it. Hey, hey, friends, it is Harley Rabbit here, back with another episode of Turns Out I'm Into It, the show helping you discover your kinky self and live your best sex life. I am back after missing an episode last week. I ended up doing, um, some of you who've been listening to this for a while will know that I've recently started studying. I'm studying sex and relationship coaching with Somatica Institute and, um, Somatica is based in the US and they run live classes once a month um, over a three-day weekend. Anyway, um, I'm telling you this because um, for me, those classes are in the middle of the night, starting at 2 a.m. till, I don't know, 8.30 or something. Um, Anyway, I'm crap at sleeping during the day, I've noticed. So it just writes me off. Um, It's definitely worth doing, but I just, when those study weekends are on, I really have to prioritize the course and nothing else. And I try and get my podcast recorded uh, prior to, but I just ran out of time this week. So sorry about that. Sorry for missing one. But the good news is the flip side of that is doing this course means I am getting so much valuable information that I cannot wait to share with you guys. I have so much to talk about today. Um, Actually too much to talk about. So Everything that I'm learning will be popping up in across a bunch of episodes of this podcast throughout my studies. So you guys are going to benefit from all that great stuff as well as me. Anywho, the thing I wanted to talk to you about in this podcast is called the, it's a concept called the three dimensions of sex. And this concept, when I read it, I actually felt so freaking excited. I immediately talked to Slade about it and texted one of my good friends. I was just like, oh my God, where has this information been all my life? It's so helpful in helping me personally understand what I enjoy in sex and what I don't enjoy in sex. And it's helped me feel a bit better about that. Anyway, you guys won't know what I'm talking about yet. So I'm going to start at the start in a few moments and take you through what I've learned so that you can benefit from it as well. But before I jump into all of that juicy stuff, a couple of announcements, just the usual this week, 
Um, if you haven't and you're enjoying this podcast, please give me a five-star rating, particularly if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Spotify particularly, I noticed it's gone up by 0.1 of a star um, in the last couple of weeks. I was at 3.7 and now I'm at 3.8. So we're moving in the right direction. But man, I would be so excited if I could get five stars or even four or four and a bit. So that's the goal. Um, I'm going to do my best to make sure you guys feel like I'm worth that high rating. And if you guys can do your part and hit the little button, um, that is anonymous. So no one will know if you're listening to this podcast, if you'd rather keep that private. Other than that, if you would like to hear from me once a week, I have a weekly newsletter that is free, free to subscribe to. It'll have a bunch of information from what we've chatted about in the podcast, as well as some challenges for you recommendations about whatever I'm reading or kinky stuff that I've bought and I think is cool. I share all sorts of stuff in there. So if you'd like to sign up, just head over to my website, harleyrabbit.com and hit the members tab and then become a member. I'll put a link to that in the show notes if that's hard to remember. All right. So let's jump into today's episode. The three dimensions of sex. So this idea of sex being in three dimensions was um, originally talked about by a researcher called Donald Mosher in a paper he wrote in 1980. It's crazy how long ago that this concept has been a thing, yet no one really knows about it. If you're interested in reading that journal, I'll also pop that in the show notes. Um, But today I'm going to talk you through exactly what the three dimensions of sex are, give you some examples of what they might look like, and hopefully you can start to understand how you can apply them to your own life. Okay, so three dimensions are, um, these are a little bit different to what Donald wrote in, in this paper, um, but they're kind of simplified versions. FYI, I, I tried to read this paper uh, last night. It is dense. I've, like, I'm fairly familiar with reading scientific journals, but this one was pretty, pretty hard to get through. Um, so I'm basing what I'm saying mostly off what I've been taught in my course, which references this research. Just an FYI there. So the three dimensions are partner engagement, trance, and role play. So we'll start with partner engagement. Partner engagement is basically the type of sex where it's you're wanting to feel connected to your partner. This might be through eye contact, It might be through um, speaking to each other, words of love, words of desire. I love you so much. You're so fucking sexy. It's a really intimate space that is about feeling really connected to one another. This kind of sex is the sex that we see most often on film and TV. Um, It's romantic. It's passionate. It's beautiful. It's socially sanctioned which means there's a lot less shame around this type of sex. It feels like normal sex, right? Now, there's absolutely nothing wrong with enjoying normal sex or even just enjoying having that connection as part of what works for you. Um, But this is one, only one particular type of sex that gets most of the attention. The next one is trance. Trance is when you really go inside yourself and you focus on the sensations 
or the emotions that you're feeling from that sexual experience. People who enjoy this feeling of trance are likely to close their eyes during sex or their, their eyes might become unfocused. They probably don't like to speak too much during sex as that might pull them out of their trance. Now, in some ways, trance is kind of the opposite to partner engagement. It's not, but it, it can appear that way. So if you have one person who's really into partner engagement and they want all the eye contact and words of love and desire and the other partner is into trance and they just want to go deep inside themselves and shut their eyes, that can create some disconnection between people. But it is important to understand that in a, a trance state, it is still deeply an intimate, connected experience. When I was reading about trance, I immediately thought about um, a friend of mine who's a kink friend of mine who loves impact play. She's a real masochist. And anytime I've watched her do a scene, an impact play scene, um, it just feels like such a, a special experience to be able to watch because the minute that the top starts to strike her, strike her body, she just starts to go inside herself. She closes her eyes and is just not there. She is somewhere else in this beautiful realm of sensation. And from the outside, that like you, I see this person go really, really quiet and there isn't a lot of interaction between them and the top. There is a little bit because, of course, we need communication. Um, but ultimately, the top is facilitating this experience for them to go deep inside their body. Does that make sense? For me, when I do impact play, I am quite different to this. I definitely do get that, that um, like a bit of that trance state where, where you're really focusing on that sensation, that pain and... Um, the endorphins that you get with it and the way it dissipates and all that is really yummy. But for me, I'm much more um, external, I guess. I make a whole bunch of noise. I react a lot to each strike and I love to have some banter with the top or not always banter. Sometimes it's just, um, I think I talked last or the last episode I talked about praise kink and how I love the top to encourage me and tell me I'm a good girl and that really helps me embody this um role of the sub and that which is my segue to the the next or the last um of the three dimensions which is role play role play really resonates with me and I will tell you all about why in a moment but basically role play is assuming the role of someone else so you're not you you're embodying a character um and that might be like the typical role play of like um some people like to role play being patient and doctor or teacher and student or um, roles that have this power dynamic, cop and prisoner, there's heaps of them. Um, that can be really fun to get to play a role and, and act out a fantasy. 
But interestingly, role play can also be about either enacting – actually, this was put really well in my book. Let me just see how it was read, uh, written. Yeah, it says, Mosha also talked about the ways that we get sexually aroused as a result of enacting or subverting our socially expected roles, such as playing out masculinity or femininity. So in our culture, we have very different expectations based on our gender. Typically, and there's a lot to talk about on this topic, but typically that's like um, women should be feminine and to be feminine means to be um, subservient or agreeable or attractive or desirable. As I'm listing these things, I just want to say that I do not agree. I don't think it's healthy that we have these gender expectations. Um, and I don't think we should have to be attractive and, and subservient or agreeable to be feminine. That's super fucked up. But based on the research of what, um, so there was a, a study done by Brene Brown in Canada um, asking people what being masculine and what being feminine meant. And these were the types of things that people listed. Okay. So this is based on real research. Um, it's kind of terrifying that this is where we're still at as a society, but it's also important to understand that that is what our culture teaches us. Now, I think for being masculine, there were things like being strong, being emotionally stoic. So not showing your emotions yeah, being physically strong or even violent, scarily enough. Um, one of the most shocking ones was having an outward disdain for homosexuality. How fucked up is that? Anyway, that's for another episode. But these are qualities that we associate with being masculine. So what Donald Mosher is talking about in this role play is that for some people it can be really sexually arousing to embody the role of what our society expects us to be in our gender. So for women, that might be to be extremely feminine, to, to be subservient, to be extremely attractive and desirable. Um, and for men, it might be to feel really dominant, to feel really powerful, to feel really masculine. So if he feels masculine in his masculine role in the bedroom, that will be arousing to him. But as Moshe points out, it can also be the opposite of that. So for some people, it is about um, subverting these gender roles. So for some women, they might like to assume a more masculine role that is the complete opposite to what's expected of her as a woman. Um, and the same with men. Some men like to uh, feminize themselves and that turns them on. So wearing panties or um, being in a submissive position. So role play is really about embodying a character, playing a role that is different to you in your regular life. Now, this role might be a part of you. It's, I'm not saying you're necessarily acting like you're someone else. It may be a part of your personality that's been repressed. And in the bedroom, you get to let that out. And that really fucking works for you. That's how I feel about role play. I think a lot of my 
I, I definitely fit into the enacting my gender role. Like I love to be submissive and feel really attractive and desirable. And um, I like my top or dom to feel really powerful and masculine. So that is definitely enacting those gender roles, right? Um, but I also feel role play for me is about letting repressed parts of my personality out to play. So for example, in my vanilla life, um, I might often feel like I have to be really responsible. I am quite, um, I want to say controlling, but that sounds really bad. I just like to have everything organized and I like things the way to be the way that I want them. (laughs) I'm not very like, just go with the flow. It's fine. I'm like, no, I need to have this all planned out like a month in advance. I need to know what I'm doing every day. And yeah, I'm, you should see my whiteboard. It's kind of embarrassing. Um, I'm a real like a type personality, I guess. I'm also very entrepreneurial. Um, I am very ambitious. I take on a lot, you know, and also, um, sometimes that's really stressful and I have all these, fears and emotions and stuff that I'm constantly trying to squish down and be like, don't listen to that. I've got to be, um, I've got to be confident and happy and pleasant for people, you know? But for me, when, uh, when I have sex, this role play enables me to just shed all of that. And I'm not the one in control. I don't have any power over the situation. I'm tied up or I'm in a cage or I'm wearing a collar. I'm owned by someone. When I'm in that headspace, I don't have to be strong and confident and pleasant. I can be raw and emotional and anxious and afraid and that's fine. It's like I get to let out all of those emotions. So for me, role play doesn't always feel like acting it can actually feel really authentic. Like I'm letting my partner see a part of me that I keep hidden from the world most of the time. And that's really beautiful, right? That said, I totally love a good acting role play too, where I get to be a schoolgirl. or um, I'm really keen to try some medical play. The whole doctor patient thing sounds really hot. So there's lots of different types of role play. Okay. So we've just had a talk about the three dimensions of sex, the partner engagement, trance and role play. Now, you don't have to fit into just one of these categories. You might be a combination of all three. Lots of people are. Um, I think according to this research, people generally um, identify really strongly with one or two. But I, when I went through the training uh, this week, there was lots of people saying that they felt like they were all three. So have a think for a minute, which of these categories resonate with you? Do you really need that um, partner engagement, that connection during sex? Do you need the eye contact? Do you need that passion of um, feeling really loved and desired? Or do you go really deep inside yourself into a trance? Is it more about the, the physical sensation for you or the emotional sensation? I think uh, when I talked to Slade about this, he really identified with the trance state as well. He said he could relate to all three of them, but um, trance particularly, sometimes when we have sex, he'll just get into a bit of a rhythm and just want to stay there for 
fucking ages and I love it love that um but that's like when he's getting really deep into his trance state and just focusing on all that good sensation or do you identify with role play do you enjoy playing out different fantasies or um either enacting or subverting gender roles the reason why I feel like this framework is so fucking helpful is because it normalizes all of these different versions of sex, different versions of what people enjoy in bed. And it gives you permission to enjoy all of these things, but also permission to not enjoy some of them. For me personally, partner engagement, I find at times really triggering. I, when I have sex, I don't want to be me right? If I'm me as I am in my vanilla everyday life, that feels way too intense for me and almost icky. Like it starts to really, it gives me a lot of anxiety. And for a long time, I felt ashamed of that because this is the type of sex that women particularly are meant to enjoy. This is the type of sex that we see on film and TV. It's meant to be romantic and connected And by not being able to enjoy that, I felt like I was taking something away from my partner by not being able to give him that connected experience, you know, that romantic experience. And I also felt like there was something wrong with me because what I like does not align with what I'm, what is represented in my culture. So reading through these three different dimensions of sex gave me permission to be like, fuck yeah, I'm a role play person and that's okay. Partner engagement, not so much. Trance, yeah, a little bit, I get that. But role play is where I'm at most of the time. Just on that note about partner engagement, um, there's a skit that's like a million years old now. It's back, it's a Joe Rogan skit. Back when he was doing, like he was known for stand-up, not, he wasn't a podcaster. Like I think now everyone's like, yeah, Joe Rogan's a podcast guy. But stand-up was, I think, where he started. Anyway, there was this bit he used to do where he would talk about a woman giving him a blowjob and he hates when they make eye contact. I know a lot of guys are into this. In fact, after listening to this skit, I was like, do men not like that? I always ask and so far all the men I've been with have been big fans of eye contact. So (laughs) I'm not saying that you shouldn't do that. But for Joe Rogan, that was a thing that he didn't like. And he explained it as like, you know, when there's a woman giving you a blowjob, it's really sexy, you know, she's sucking your cock and it's like, yeah, fuck yeah, this is awesome. Um, But when she's got her eyes open and she's looking at you, she's like a a person with a dick in her mouth. And that is just like, oh, too weird, too weird. Like it just took him totally out of it. Um, So I can really relate to that. Like that's kind of how partner engagement feels a bit for me, like, too it's too present it's too I don't know sex is such a different headspace than regular life or at least it is for me so I don't want to be my regular me when I'm having sex that makes it all feel too weird especially with the kind of shit that I'm into anyway that's just me um hopefully you found this framework helpful um Maybe you really identify with one or two or three of these categories even. 
maybe you're like me and don't really fit into the partner engagement category so much. And this framework has given you a bit of permission to just be the way you are and like the shit that you like. You don't have to enjoy the type of sex that is in the movies. It's okay. You're not weird. I wanted to end this episode on um, something that was brought up during my course. One of the instructors described um, the like vanilla sex that is presented in society. Like this is how sex should look is like eating from the kitty menu. There's like a couple of options. They're kind of nice, but do we really have to eat the chicken nuggets again? Is that all there is? And no, that's not all there is. There's a whole fucking buffet and all sorts of different flavors to sample and explore. And you're not going to like all of it. Some, some things are going to taste real weird, um, but other things are going to be delicious. So you don't have to just eat from the kitty menu, all right? You can sample other things. There's a lot of different stuff out there. All right, so I think I might leave it there. If you've enjoyed this week's episode, please, please give me a five-star rating. Um, it really, really helps. I'm trying to build this podcast as much as I can, and those ratings really do go a long way. Also, if you'd like to hear from me once a week in your inbox, remember you can sign up to my mailing list through my website, harleyrabbit.com. Just hit the members tab and become a member. All right, till next time, friends, play safe, have fun, and I will talk to you soon. Turns out I'm into it. Into it. Into it. Thanks for listening to Turns Out I'm Into It. If you've enjoyed this episode, please remember to hit subscribe and leave a rating and review. This will help other people just like you to find this podcast. If you have any comments or questions, you can reach out to me on FetLife or through the Harley Rabbit website. My name on Fet is Harley Rabbit, or one word, or you can message me direct through the website. Go to harleyrabbit.com forward slash podcast. I hope you've enjoyed listening to the show. I will be back soon with another episode exploring the wonderful world of kink.